Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Radio you can touch. Alive. It's alive. It's alive! This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I'm certainly not going to sit here and be subjected to the assertion that our good friend Jason Duda is a legend. I hear you loud and clear. Jeff Lutz. I'm not with you. Jason Duda, Thunder, hockey legend. I love it. For today, anyway. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. In Jason Duda... For today, anyway. That is true. You like it. Woohoo! 97.5 and 1240 KFH. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? And it's going to be legendary. Hello, everybody. It is a Thursday edition. The Bob and Jeff Show. KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff, uh, Jeff Lutz, and Jason Duda. Jake! For today, anyway. Here on the show, 869-1240. That is the IHOP hotline. It is Max Power's birthday today. No. And he is producing and engineering this show back in the East Studio. As always, not taking a birthday off, reporting for duty. Happy birthday to Max. Yeah, that's all great and everything, but I just want you guys to know out of the shoot that I didn't have to be here today. I got well, stuff to do. I got errands to run. We're leaving after we the show. We would have been perfectly yeah. fine so, had you not been here. So any contribution I give today, bonus. Let me. Let, so let, we we go to it's Max's birthday. Don't care. And we just we're going to Jeff. You didn't say anything. About, you were sitting there. Jeff. You were sitting there blank. I you was had trying nothing. to think. I was trying to think how old Max is. Well, I know. Uh, I don't know that he wants it out public. All right. Well, then we won't talk about it. Uh, but for Jeff to intervene like he's doing this show some big favor. Oh, it's a huge favor. We uh, we would do a great show without you. I heard a little bit of yesterday's. Uh, plotting would be the uh, kind way to describe it. You want to come back at him on that? Plotting. Plotting. Yeah, well, it's kind of... What do you mean by plot? It's kind of stuck in that second gear kind of thing. Didn't really ever gain any real momentum, so to speak. Oh, or, oh really? I thought we had great momentum because you weren't here. Is that right? Yeah. And the fact that you used the word momentum <laughs> must have meant something because you don't believe in it, but yet you're I using it. I believe in it as a scientific uh, force, but every other... But we don't need to get into that. 
So I wanted to ask uh, you and our listening audience, uh, you know, I'm always working on the show, right? You know that uh, that never stops. Uh, you've, you've mentioned yeah. it in the past. Yes, so true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always trying to book guests. By the way, today's guests are Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star at 225. Shelby Wehrman, the head football coach at Cheney at 245. We'll make our picks in hour number two. Tomorrow on the show, the X-Man, Xavier McDaniel. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA with X. Joanna Chadwick from Wait, Vibe you guys? Magazine. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, us. You guys are going to talk about the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I am. You, you, the two of Duda you Duda may not. I am. Okay. Uh, and next Wednesday on the show, we've got comedian Joe Gatto. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, I watch, the sh I watch some practical jokers all the time. So you like that? I do. Jackson, I get a kick out of it. Maybe you should be here Wednesday. Take part in that. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, not, I don't think he's saying I want to be involved in the interview. No, I don't need to be involved in the interview. Really? I mean, if it was someone I enjoyed watching, I wanted to talk to him. Well, yeah, great. you'd be able to tell your son Jackson about it. But apparently those things don't mean anything because you're too busy watching wall-to-wall -wall football. Well, Wednesday I won't because there's nothing on on Wednesday. So I, there's a chance I could be here. We'll see. Does You'll Jack be doing us a favor if you show Does Jackson watch wall-to-wall -wall football with you? No, he doesn't watch it at all. Well, that's a, that's a crying shame. It's just everything's a shame at my house, according to you. I watch too much. He doesn't watch enough. <laughs> I mean, what what? where's the happy medium? Well, you know, well, the happy medium would be it? that if there was a big game, and there are very few in the NFL, but if there was a big game, uh, that he would sit down by and, and and we'd look forward to that and we'd watch that game. Tonight kind of approaches that, Baltimore and Cincinnati, except both teams have kind of fumbled their way around some this year. Mm, I don't know about that. They both have winning records. There's Cincinnati 5-5. Five and five. Is that our – is that the – Baltimore's is leading that the, the division. benchmark now? Kind of, yeah. Being a winning team, kind of the benchmark. Um yeah, Baltimore's still really good. They gave it away against Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, I think I see you we we're picking them this week. Baltimore seven and three, Cincinnati's five and four. At yeah, the bottom of the division. Well, there you go. But it's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game. Because Pittsburgh and Cleveland play Even as well. I'll watch that game tonight. You might have to adjust that Pittsburgh Cleveland line. Well, I'm not adjusting anything. Really? So since you sent that email out, the starting quarterback for Cleveland, uh Deshaun Watson is out, and it's Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and you're keeping it the same. Well, I love Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Or Robinson-Thompson or whatever it Robbie. is. Am I going to make up some ground on you guys in that game? Well, that'll be pretty easy. That's going to be an easy one. Yeah. Uh, but you sent him out Cleveland Thursday. all the way. Oh, really? Yep. Don't give away your pick. Oh. Although, in your case, go ahead. Won't really matter. I've been uh, I've been told by lots of people that I should be picking other teams that uh, that I don't like because what's, everybody what's, I pick loses. So I had the line I, I had went, on that I game. Had to, I had to stop at the docks the other day, and he's telling me, "Well, you have to pick, you have to pick KU." I've advised you, and to then fade I had yourself. KU Pat telling me I had to pick K State because they both want their teams to win. So what do I do? Where am I at? Well, you try to please the masses by continuing to be terrible at picking games. Well, until Thanksgiving, that's the way it's going to be. So what uh, what line did I have out on that two game? Two and a half. Now it's down to one. I thought it was four and a half. It's down to one now. 
Cleveland, a one-point favorite. Well, I guess we can keep it Actually, yeah. Cleveland, uh, we could make it a pick em, uh, which we'll probably do. Probably make that game a pick em and uh, see where we go from there. That's uh, exciting. Can't wait. Well, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm in the lead. No, uh, I'll no, decide not. what we're going to do. Let's be honest. Two and a half to uh, pick them is almost the same thing anyway. Pretty much the same. Not really. Oh, Robert. Not really. Pretty not, much the same thing. I mean, that's a field goal. Uh, so we'll see. we got picks coming up uh, later in our number two. Shockers are getting it going today out in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They play Coastal Carolina 3.30 tip. So the first 30 minutes of that game, we'll be watching that down here uh, on the television screen. And then uh, I'll be uh, getting in my car and listening to the broadcast over on KEYN. Where are you headed? Oh, you don't need oh, to know. Don't, don't worry about it. You don't need to know, Jeffrey. He wishes he knew everything. <laughs> oh, I, I know. know he does. It bugs him uh, that he does It just drives him nuts. Couldn't care less where you're headed, but hey, if you don't want to tell me if it's... Well, uh, you don't, you, but you want to know. You, no. The thing is, you're so... No, not at all. And you've been that way since you were a kid. I won't it's think n- about it. It's not a big deal. It's it's rather... It's nice. It's, it's just but, funny that uh, something so innocuous as you driving your car 10 minutes to Walgreens or something... Uh, is such a huge state secret. I think that's funny, and it's I'm not, gonna. Con- it's not a state secret. And I'm gonna you con- know what the sad thing is? And is that you and I talked it. about where you were going after the show, like five minutes before we started, and he was sitting right there. He just wasn't paying attention. Is that true? I know where you're going. Where am I going? Can I say? Yeah. You're going back up to League Forty Two. I am. Yeah. And now, how else would I, I don't know think that? You said that? I've been here for like three minutes. Before the show, started. you know, I'm, I'm deep in preparation. You were out in left field again without a glove. I'm studying my notes because you couldn't am... play third base, so that's where you were standing. Well, I'll say this: it's the last day of our first trimester in our Bright Lights initiative, and I'm going to go over there and hand out certificates and congratulate people and have fun. There you go. Have some fun. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so yeah, where are you going today after this, Jeff? Uh, we'll be starting the drive to St. Paul, Minnesota. How far? I don't know. Four hours, three hours. Past get Kansas on the City. other side of Kansas City. Yes, no question. Maybe shut it down up yeah. in uh, Jackson County somewhere. Well, probably further than that. Isn't Kansas City in Jackson County? Yeah, yeah, but there's a, it goes a little north. Yeah, we want to go a little farther north. Well, good luck to you. Warrensville out there or something? No, nothing like that's out there. You sure? Yeah. And there's no Warrensville. There's Warrensburg. I think it's Warrensville. <laughs> Who you going to trust right. on that kind of stuff, dude? Sorry, Jeff. I got to go with Bob on this. Is there a Booneville? I have no idea, but. Booneville's not on that uh, route. It's on the same route on I-70. Uh, Are we not going on I-70? That's too bad. You know, Jeff's. I'm going to say this. Uh, you're clueless on geography and maps, and uh, thank God you're with your wife. What does that have to do with anything? Well, because she'll be able to direct you. Everybody has the Maps app on their phone. I didn't hear you, Max. I never do. I can't. Oh, sorry. Skinner terrible told th- Here's Skinner, who's uh, calling the show for day number two in a row. Skinner, welcome. Uh, wouldn't that be the proper word, consecutive? 
Yes. Hello, Robert. I know you're sitting there in awe. Okay. I checked you out yesterday, uh, you being a scribe of 40-plus years. I know you uh, proofread some of your columns, I hope. Every now and then I'd catch a um, club up. But yesterday you said Capen, Coach Schartz's team, has scored 641 points this season. In 11 games. Uh, that was quick close. math, It was only 100 the off. They had 541, and I dare you to prove me wrong. That was quick math. You was Why'd you add an extra 100? Because I did quick math. Well, 641 did seem like a lot. It's called oh, here's eight. Jeff. So you made Jeff's day. <laughs> what do you I mean? Well, You've made Jeff's I'm day, Skinner. Jeff. Good I job. I like Jeff today. So they are Good. averaging 49.2 for the season. And I only added up one of Northwest teams in 18. And Coach Martin's team averaged 55.8 that year. And I'll guarantee you one of his last five teams has beat the 49.2 average. But I just wanted to correct you. And like I say, I dare you to prove me wrong. You guys have a good day and let Max go home. Bye. Max, Max gets can do, to do whatever he wants. wants. Jeff doesn't care that it's his birthday. Nope. Uh, Jason Duda and I both care and uh, wish Max a very happy birthday. <laughs> Duda didn't. Duda sat there quiet. What? I had to break in. Of course in. I wish Max a happy birthday. Of course. Well, we hope like Max uh, Max is able to celebrate tonight in some fashion or another. Sure. sure. Why not? Um, why, yeah. though? I don't know why, but yeah. What's, what's your deal with Max? I don't have a deal with Max. Why would he go home and celebrate? What's the, what is he celebrating? A birthday. Okay, but he's you celebrate yours. He's ninety five. You I'm know gonna, what? I'm going to stop celebrating at some point. Well, how about now? Nah, we'll still do it this year. Stupid celebration. Oh, geez. it's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because isn't it annoying that he has a cele- celebration? Yeah. Like, well, I quit celebrating birthdays in my teens for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, I, I, I did too. We go to dinner. It's not like I'm soliciting gifts. Can't even get Do people get to, gifts? Can't even get people to, no. Can't even get people to pay for my dinner anymore. Whoa. Of course not. Wow. It's wah. embarrassing for Where's these the people. Where's the ambulance? Well, that's because Here it comes. you go to an expensive place. Pretty expensive. But it's worth it. And it's delicious. And we always have fun. Duda, you're not invited. Perfect. <laughs> well, now, why would you say that? I'm why would kidding. you be? What? What's the meanness today? I don't what, know. Why you lashed out at? He has it. allowed us his presence. Today. Yeah, that's true. It did not have to happen, but he's allowed. I did not us have to be here today to be in his presence. Well, that's too bad. And I that's don't. Why? So you he know feels what? I couldn't care less if he'd have come today or not. Wow. Well, I'll head out. See ya. Beautiful. There really? goes Jeff. We'll go. <laughs> I don't think I uh, should. <laughs> you guys need all the help you can get. Today. Oh, we do. You're, you're afraid you'll miss something. No, I'm afraid. And I, I'm going to get into that because being your father, I know that's how you operate. Well, how do I operate? You've, you've been that way since you were a small kid. Oh, I don't know even what you're referring to. You were going to miss Was something. he one of those kids that would try to stay awake and fall asleep because oh, yeah. he knew something might happen? And anytime, anytime I, uh, you know... Was going somewhere without him. What? Uh, but where are you going, Daddy? Where are you going? And he got old. 
what are you talking about? I don't mind missing stuff at all. I don't even think uh, that's part of my personality. If he was calling you daddy still, though, like, was he, like, six? Because then it might be a problem that you left. Well, yeah, I left kind him of illegal. a lot when he was six. Yeah, so that, that I could see. Because if he's still saying, like, Daddy, where are you going? Where are you going Daddy? Doesn't that I mean, explain like, a lot? If he was a teenager, he'd be like, see you, man. Right. Are you com- Are you? It's not, are, when are you going to be home? It's, are you coming home tonight? So then that way I know nah, he was I got still free reign or not. He was no. still that way. No, he wasn't. Wanting to know where I was going. Not at all. What I was doing, who well, I was with. Nah. You were usually home doing absolutely nothing. Well, that's because I, I was a good dad. <laughs> Stayed home. Thank you. Uh, home's always been my favorite place. Well, I think it's just about everybody's. Well, not everybody. A lot of people like to get out and about. You know that. You've seen them. People don't like it. They get, they get uh, antsy. I don't get antsy staying home. I'm a big home guy, dudes. Oh, I like home. I, like I think home. we all like home. I got no problem being at home. I don't need to go out and do something. I'm not that guy. But there are those guys. Oh, guaranteed. There's those guys, those ladies. Yeah, they, they want to be out. Go wanna... do something. Do something all the time, continuously doing something. I'm not that way. No, and I don't think any of us are that way. I like to get my stuff done that I need to do and then do nothing. Because I am very good at doing nothing. Same. Like, I, that doesn't mean I didn't like going out at times. Not at all. But it wasn't, wasn't number one on my list. Not something I did every day. I picked my spots. Well, it depends at the age we're talking about as well. Well, I mean, I'm t- I pretty much always pick my spots. I'm never, I, I wasn't ever one of those guys who's out all the time. That just wasn't my thing. You wouldn't have made it on a minor league hockey team then. Well, you know what? I'm glad I didn't make it on your minor league hockey team. Uh, yeah, you wish you would have. It's a lot of good times. I, I had a lot, lot of good lot I had a lot of, of good times without busting my uh, uh, my knuckles and hurting my elbows. And driving to Bozier City seven yeah. times a year. Oh, good times. <laughs> keep talking. Oh, keep good, telling yourself that was awesome. Times. Getting on that bus. Get on that bus. Just chill out, <laughs> try bump, to sleep, bump, bump. and ah, that sound. Yeah, it's, you stop at a what? A McDonald's or? Uh, we didn't. Uh, normally, when we left, we left. We didn't stop to eat or anything on trips like what? that. What? Well, normally we left at like eleven o'clock at night or midnight, so you could sleep on the bus. Because it was way better than. St- Sitting on the bus all day after practice, getting somewhere, having a bite to eat, and going to bed again. Ridiculous. Well, it's literally you're sitting for twenty hours. Ask dudes if he ever had a if he ever tried to have a steak dinner on the road. Yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> we've talked about that. We've talked about Ruth, Chris, and we were a little inebriated and didn't even recognize Shaq as he walked by us at the restaurant. Yeah, that's Long too story. bad. Too bad. It's a good story, though. It, it is a good story. It's one of the worst. All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Blair Kirkhoff. He's always informative, and uh, we're going to talk to him about several things. KUK State coming up Saturday evening. We'll get his thoughts on that football game. Talk to him about uh, what's going on in Kansas City with the Royals. Apparently some movement toward a new downtown ballpark. Even the mayor of Kansas City tweeting out, uh, what could be interpreted as a validation that, that uh, that's moving forward. 
We'll talk to Blair Kirkhoff about all of it next. The Bob and Jeff Show with Jason Duda coming back shortly. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Forty KFH. We are back to Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Here's he Blair didn't. Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star gotta be like joining that, the man. show. <laughs> Blair, I just cut off my son. I apologize. How are you? you? <laughs> I'm good. Hope you guys are doing okay. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, it's always, as I said, it's always uh, informative to get you on the show. And uh, I'm curious about several of your opinions and thoughts. But I want to start with the Chi- uh, with the Royals because it sounds like the, the downtown ballpark has suddenly kind of caught fire, the notion of it, uh, down uh, close to uh, the downtown arena. I don't know what, what the name of that place is. T-Mobile Center. There you go, the T-Mobile Center. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about that at this point? Well, in the, the the area that they're talking about was the old Kansas City Star printing press. So um, a, a two-block structure, that's a glass structure across I-70 from from the T-Mobile Center. So, look, I, I think it's that would have that was an idea that was part of the original plan when there were more than two options. When when there were multiple options, they talked about that site, and that's the one that had me most excited because you didn't have to build an entertainment district around it. it. It's already there. The power and light district, it's basically between the power and light district and the crossroads district. And people know downtown Kansas city. Those are the basically two enter- entertainment areas, bars and restaurant areas in, in downtown. So I like that idea. I, I would love to see that become the site for a new downtown ballpark. If, they're going to move from Kauffman Stadium. So that's that's picked up steam, too, the idea of, well, wh- why are we moving in the first place? We've got this great ballpark, and do we really need a new one for, for the future? So you're right, Bob. It, it's been all of a sudden it's it's back on the radar screen and part of the conversation right in the middle of, a, of, of what's been an outstanding football season around here. So I guess I'll ask that question. Why do – 
the Royals need uh, a new stadium? What would be the argument uh, for that from proponents of it? And do you think it's uh, potentially followed by a, a, a longer run of competitive competitiveness from the Royals than we've seen? Yeah, well, that, that goes hand in hand, Jeff. The, John Sherman, the owner, uh, primary owner, CEO of, of the organization, says, the Royals need the new ballpark for the revenue streams, for uh, for payroll to be competitive in in the uh, in the AL Central. So I don't I don't know. Look, I he, he knows better than I do what it's going to take to be competitive. Um, uh, the the money that would come from a, a Royals controlled entertainment district is what he is you know he's planning on. And uh, and so that that, you know, if, if that's what it takes to to have the type of payroll the Royals need to be competitive, then I'm not you know, I can question it. But he knows better than I do. That's what it takes. My argument is um, you can maximize you can do a better job maximizing your revenue potential with a good ball club, no matter where it's played. And, uh, you know, if you if you averaged you know, two and a half to three million fans a year, whether that's at a downtown ballpark or at Kaufman, then you should have the revenue to support a payroll to, to be competitive. Problem for the Royals is they haven't been at that kind of attendance since, you know, since the 14, 15, 16 teams, you know, and, um, and so it's a, also kind of a little bit of a chicken and egg. Do you, do you invest in a team to make it better or do you wait for the team to get better to, have the revenues to, you know, invest in a team to keep it playing at a high level. So it's, um, it's interesting. It's good off season stuff. And, uh, and if, listen, if the chiefs were not competitive, if college football around here wasn't any good, it would be more of a front burner issue. Instead it's, it's the, Oh, by the way, the Royals are making some news this week too. Well, I, I'm going to switch player to the Chiefs because I'm a little more interested in them right now. Um, obviously, big game on Monday night this week. Um, How did they come off the bye? Were the injuries good? And uh, what, what's been said this week about uh, about facing the Eagles? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Super Bowl rematch, some people call it Super Bowl 57 and a half. Um, Chiefs are in good shape. Uh, and we talked to Andy Reid today for the first time, really, in, in almost two weeks. And nobody on the injury list uh, that wasn't there before the previous game against Miami, which is to say linebacker Nick Bolton won't play. He's on the, he's, he's on the IR and he'll be out with a, well, it's a wrist, uh, a dislocated wrist, a wrist is healing. So they're, they're in really good shape for this game. Um, I think better than the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, their tight end probably won't play um, for Philadelphia. I, I think, uh, a lot of, you know, as is always the case during a bye week, a lot of self-reflection and you try to get better at the things that, uh, that, that troubled you in the first half of the season. And there's a, you know, on the offensive side, there's a, quite a list of that for the Chiefs, you know, short yardage and deep passes and all, all kinds of issues on offense. However, they're, they're seven and two, uh, <coughs> excuse me, played, you know, picked up a win over the Dolphins. You know, they played – if the season ended today, the first half of the schedule included four playoff teams, the Lions, the Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Dolphins. And the Chiefs beat three of them. And the one they didn't beat, they didn't have Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones on the field uh, in, in that Detroit game. So 
I think the Chiefs like where they are. They're sitting well. These are the two best records in football going at each other on Monday night, game of the year. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Blair Kirkhoff with us from the Kansas City Star. I want to ask you a little bit about the Chiefs as well because I'm intrigued by them. They've kind of changed their stripes uh, this season. They're more reliant on their defense, maybe less reliant on their offense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes still having – uh, still has very very good numbers, but not not the numbers we've seen from Patrick Patrick Mahomes previously. So I'm going to ask you to jump ahead. Uh, what what about the future for the Chiefs? Do they try to get back to that explosive offensive game to lead the way, or are they satisfied kind of letting their defense play a more prominent role? Well, I think Bob, I think it's going to depend on how much Mahomes trusts his receivers. Um, that, that, to me, has been the big issue in the first half when it comes to the offense. Uh, how much does he trust a Sky Moore, a Kadarius Toney, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Uh, there have been times in the first half of the season where those guys would be open and Mahomes wouldn't throw it to them because I, I just don't think the, the trust factor is there. Or he'll force a pass to, to Kelsey that will get intercepted because he didn't go the other way. It's a little, you know, it's just a little strange to see, and we're not used to seeing it. And that's why some of Mahomes' numbers are down. His touchdown, touchdown percentage, his uh, yards per game, all that's down. So, <laughs> excuse me, guys. Um, sorry about that. Um, it, it's just a, you know, it, it's just a matter of him trusting his receivers, and um, and, and, and I think. The, the Chiefs used the bye week to help in that regard. I, I think there was a lot of work between Patrick Mahomes and his wideouts, just like there was in the preseason. And uh, I'm going to be interested to see what the snap counts are and what the targets are for players like I just mentioned, you know, in addition to the Justin Watsons and Rashi Rices um, and, and Travis Kelsey's going forward. So I want to ask you about uh, KU basketball. Uh, we saw him beat Kentucky. Uh, seems like after some of the transfers and they lost Arterio Morris, who they had in from the transfer portal, they're pretty thin depth-wise. I know that's not usually a problem for Bill Self and KU. Do um, you think it will end up being, you know, when we talk about problems with KU, it's all very relative. But is that something that could become a, a somewhat of an issue down the road? Yeah, that's, you're right. First world problems with KU basketball. Um, but what a great game for them to, to be down for much of it and, you know, come back from the, what, the early second half deficit that was double digits, only to have Kentucky go back up ahead by six late and then for Dwan Harris to make the two big threes. I thought a really good comeback win for, for Kansas, and it showed what a, a veteran team this is. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just think the one thing that that game showed is the freshmen, for the most part, aren't ready yet. You know, the Elmarco Jacksons and a couple of the others, Timberlake, and I, I think it's going to take a little while for those guys to develop. But what a, what a good group to develop behind. I mean, it, to have you know McCuller and and and, um, and Hunter and uh, and Dewan Harris and and KJ Adams. <coughs> I, I think they're going to. They've got a great nucleus of veteran guys, more so than a lot of teams in college basketball. 
So yeah, I, I think they're I think they're going to be in great shape. I was really impressed with Kentucky in that game, to be honest with you. For for their young guys to play as well as they did and to almost pull it off would have been a great victory for Calipari. But in the end, it was just the the experience of Kansas that uh, that found a way to get it done in a in a really high level game to be played this early in the season. Well, I, I want to just shift a little bit to the K State Kansas game coming up. How you see that, and I guess more importantly, what's going on with the Kansas quarterback situation? Yeah, as we're all trying to find out if Jason Bean's going to play for for KU, um, the, the kind of the, the whisper, the late whisper this week is that he is going to play. So that that certainly would help Kansas in, in this game. Look, I think it's fantastic that you got the teams ranked in some poll. I guess it's the college football playoff poll, but First time since 95, both teams would have been ranked when they played each other. And um, that's just great for the for the state and for this rivalry and really good for the Big 12 going forward, I think, because these, with these two coaches, you know, you just can trust that they're, they're going to have their programs in good shape in, the, in whatever the landscape of college football looks like going forward. But, but no, um, yeah, if, if Jason Bean's playing, then I, I think Kansas will, uh, will be competitive in this game and – I'd shave a couple of points off the line. Last I saw it was a seven-and-a-half-point uh, favorite role for, for K-State in here. But, uh, but you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see. It's one, of the, one of the fascinating aspects of this game is having Sean Snyder on the other sideline, right? Uh, Bill Snyder's son, uh, who works with the KU special teams now. And I know he's had some conversations with the players about what this rivalry has meant historically to K-State. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and, and how that you got to transfer that emotion uh, over to KU. So I'm I'm really fascinated to see how this one's going to play out. One more question for you, Blair. Take a drink of water, and I'll uh, yeah. I'll I'll extend Stop some time drink. here. <laughs> but I am curious to know. You mentioned the landscape of college football. It seems to be headed uh, toward power, 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 and especially in the SEC and the Big Ten. So when those schools have coaches' openings, uh, we both know how attractive Lance Leipold uh, is to that uh, situation, and also Chris Kleiman. How how realistic is it? And I I know K State and KU fans probably want to choke me before I even ask the question, but how realistic is it for them to hold on to these guys for the long term? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and we we talk a lot about that. Um, and the way I look at it, Bob, is, you know, the, the SEC and the Big Ten have already started to separate themselves financially, and that gap's just going to continue to grow. And so, you know, if you're a coach in the ACC, you know, assuming it's not Florida State or Clemson or in the Big 12, I mean, are you automatically attracted to a job in the Big Ten or in the SEC? I hope not in the case of climate and life hold. I I don't think you can ever never say never, but those two coaches seem to be uh, about where they are. They they really everything they say, everything they do has been about you know where they are right now. And I really don't see Kleiman ever leaving K State. And I'm going to take Lance Lightfoot at his word that he says he's made his last move as a coach. And you know why would you why would you leave Kansas for Michigan State right now? I, Kansas can pay Lance Leipold enough money and his staff enough money to to keep that 
you know, to keep him happy there. So I, I just don't think we're going to see them move off anytime soon. Good stuff. We enjoy having you on the show every time you come on. Thank you so much, Blair. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the choked upness. We'll uh, we'll do better next time. <laughs> You're thinking about there, Taylor guys. and Travis, aren't Thank you? <laughs> Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star with us as uh, we talk a variety of subjects, and that's the thing about Blair. I've been with him so many times in the past, and you gather and you just uh, talk about anything. He's yep, got he knows it all. Great insight on everything, and that's. Uh, why he's such a good guest here. Shelby Wehrman joins us, the head football coach at Cheney, and they've got a game you may have heard about. They're playing Andale in the Class 3A semifinals Friday night at Cheney, a rematch of uh, maybe the best game in the state all year long. Shelby, how do you, uh, first of all, welcome to the show, and how do, you, how do you have a great second act after that incredible game you played with Andale earlier? Uh, that's a good question, but I guess in my opinion, it would be to not make it last so long and kind of win it in regulation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what have the the two close games you've played this year taught about your team? Because they're pretty much the only times you've really been challenged. And the first one, of course, was against Andale, huge stakes because they had a long winning streak. And then last week against Clay Center, again, huge stakes because it got you to the uh, the state semifinals. So what did those two wins, being able to pull those games out late, teach you or just reaffirm what you already knew about your team? Well, that they will never quit. And, you know, there's lots of times that I feel like they've been disappointed on me in me because I've just kind of let the clock run out with maybe 15 seconds left and a half or something. They want to try to go down and score, but they, anytime they see time on the clock, they believe that there's, there's time to go down and score. And that's what we, uh, it's what we kind of coach and tell them, you know, you're never giving up and they do not ever give up. Shelby Wehrman, our guest from Cheney again, Andale at Cheney Friday night. Uh, the first game went into overtime. Cheney pulled it out, and uh, we had uh, we had the Andale coach Dylan Schmidt on yesterday. It's just remarkable what they've accomplished over the previous years. It's remarkable what you've done in building that program in in Cheney. Uh, you guys are so close together out there in Western Sedgwick County. How much respect do you have for Dylan and his program? Well, Dylan has taken a, a really good program, uh, you know, history, tradition rich, and just made it an absolute powerhouse and nightmare to try to play against. So I have the utmost respect for Dylan. He does a very fantastic job of running a high-quality program out there and teaches his kids good football. I mean, they're, they're tough, tough players. They know how to hit the weight room, and uh, I just really think Dylan does a great job out there. So, Coach, where is the line for you between, you know, wanting to do things similarly, prepare similarly to the way uh, you you did when you played Andale last time because that ended up in a in a winning formula and maybe wanting to show them something just slightly different or a wrinkle or two here or there, just something that maybe they aren't as prepared for? Well, it is a little bit tricky when you're trying when you're playing a team again in the same season. You have this kind of the same players, kind of. Uh, you know, both teams have had some injuries, and we're looking at just a little bit different lineups. But 
you know, we know what was really successful for us in the first game, and I completely believe that they're going to try to stop that, and I don't know why they wouldn't. That's that's what good coaches do. And uh, I know what was successful for them, and we're trying to scheme up to how to stop that. Uh, so it's it's kind of a, that guessing game, that chess match. You know, what are you going to pull from to, to strengthen, and how's all that going to fit in together to still give you a chance to – to play the kind of football that you want to play and what your kids are good at. So it's not an easy task, but at the same time, yeah, we, we do know who we are and, and what we're doing. So, I mean, we're not obviously swapping offenses or anything major, but uh, there's going to be tweaks and, and different things that we've put in and, and same thing with them. So it's, it's still going to be about who's going to adjust and, and make the best game of it. Shelby Werman with us from Cheney. They play Andale Friday night. I know that after you were knocked out of the playoffs last year by Clay Center, by the way, uh, this uh, this senior group, would-be senior group, uh, kind of banded together and talked about how, uh, how the dedication needed to even increase and the work needed to increase to try to match the likes of Andale. Uh, that's never an easy task. It's easy to say that. But this group seems to have followed through on that. What's impressed you about your senior guys and your senior leaders uh, this season? Well, first off, what's impressed me is just their their character and how good of kids they are. They I've had zero discipline issues. They have you know doing doing all the right things, um, being good sports, being you know still being good in school. And I don't think any of us has got or any of them have gotten. Uh, uh, arrogant attitude or kind of cocky in any way uh, know who they are they're still you know great kids at home and from you know building on top of that why they want to invest and do their very best in the sport that they really like to play and I'm just really feel blessed and fortunate to be able to facilitate that um, that's you know it's not something that I ever said hey guys if you want to win next year this is what we got to do it was I I just try to uh, support in whatever whatever ways I could, but they they were the ones that initiated all that, and uh, it, it's been a real pleasure to work with them. Yeah, that well, was... let me, before Jeff asks his question. Let me say this: I've been around sports a long time, and yeah, I'm going to give those seniors a lot of credit as well. But it's obvious, Shelby, that you did something to inspire that. So I'm going to give a little pat on the back for you, Jeff. Well, I was going to ask that question, actually, Shelby, just because I think it was Jack who said after you beat Andale that he, he kind of said from day one uh, that uh, this this felt different, that this was a different feel. And how much do you kind of just, uh, you know, like you said, put on the players for taking that on and saying, hey, we got to work harder? And how much credit do you take? Is how much what, what have you told them over the course of this season about uh, reaching the ultimate goal? I always try to lay out the roadmap and, you know, you you don't win a big football game in late November. Those football games are won starting in the weight room early the spring before uh, going into the summer, going to practices, being consistent, being dependable for your teammates, practicing hard, you know, practicing with emphasis, with uh, enthusiasm, with an intention to get better every day. Uh, those I've, I've talked about those things before, 
And that's what the seniors have listened to, and they have taken that to heart. And there has been just one practice this year where I had to really be a cheerleader, you know, rally and, and get the guys going, kind of, you know, try to pep up the energy. Other than that, um, again, we had another great practice last night, and it just it's such a blessing to be a part of a group that wants to take hold of that and to take that initiative to be good themselves and just to do their best at what they're doing. And I think that's what our society needs a lot of, you know, all of us individuals in society just go out and do our best at whatever jobs we're doing. You know, we're going to be a a good society and people are going to be successful no matter what they do. So those are the lessons I'm trying to teach here. And and I think football is just a great game to teach life lessons. And that's, that's why I'm a high school football coach. And I wanted to, uh, hopefully that's something that'll they'll remember later on in life. Shelby Werman with us from Cheney. Uh, yesterday, and Jeff mentioned Jack. Jack, both uh, your senior wide receiver, defensive back, Mr. Everything. We asked uh, Coach Schmidt about him yesterday, and he went on for quite a few minutes just talking on the accolades that he gave uh, Jack. Talk about his senior season and uh, his leadership because everyone I talk to that's aware of your program uh, mentions him and how rare it is to get an athlete of that skill set and also with those leadership qualities. Yeah, Jack has, I think he would amaze any coach. He's he's a dream to be able to coach. Um, He's the kid that does extra work outside school hours, to improve his strength, to improve his quickness, his agility, goes to the camps to learn better technique, uh, watches videos, you know, and, and the, I think, again, going back to the, the seniors that I talked about earlier, just he's one of those that he's still humble and a, a good kid. And I don't think there's anybody at school that says arrogant or cocky or too good for you. It, he's just as down to earth and normal and fun to talk to as any, anybody else at the school. Uh, just his leadership on the team has it's it's like having another coach on the field because he watches so much film and he's out there getting the guys lined up and telling them what plays to expect he's, it's a whole scouting report on the field that, that he's hollering out uh I, I it's hard to uh to kind of sum up all the all the skills and characters that he can contain in himself it's so I don't know, yeah, just I feel blessed to have a kid like that. I never never thought there would I'd have that opportunity. So I'm sure there are a lot of people uh from the outside looking in that would say this is a de facto state championship game that the winner of this will go on to win three A. Do you want your team to look at it that way? Do you want to put that level of emotion into it or is there another way that you kind of want your team to approach this game from at least an emotional standpoint? I'm a big believer in uh, just it's a football game and you just go out and you do your best and the you know the the championships and and all the accolades and awards they'll they'll come Uh, this is no matter how big the game the football is snapped there has to be a tackle and, you know, there's a play run in there, and, and you have to do your job. It's all about technique. You just I, I like to break it down so that kids don't get caught up and, and players don't get caught up in the, all the hype and hoopla and, 
the things going on outside the game because the game's still the same regardless of where it's played, when it's played, and we're out there to do our best one play at a time. That's a good answer because I've been around long enough. I can assure you that uh, Topeka, Hayden, and Holton don't view your game as the de facto state championship game. Uh, you know the same. Shame to Jeff right. for asking that question. Yep. I wasn't asking about whether Hayden or Holton thought that. <laughs> hey, Shelby, we appreciate it. Uh, what, what would you tell somebody who wants to go to this game Friday night and is concerned about, uh, first of all, finding a place to park anywhere close and, uh, and then finding a place to sit? I, I think I'd say bring your helicopter and maybe a tree stand <laughs> or something. Um, that or you might want to get here about get here about five o'clock. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be packed. Well, thanks for carving out a little time for us today. Well, Best of luck on Friday night. Thank you very much. Back in a minute, Bob and Jeff with Jason Duda, KFH. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.